It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Postcast as the Jazz beat the Sacramento Kings 112-82 at the Golden One Center. This is Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. David Locke along with Ron Boone. It's your post-game show posted immediately after each and every game for you right here on either Locked On Jazz or wherever you might get your postcast. Uh, a 30-point win. They're not actually easy to come by in this league, but it's exactly what the doctor ordered, and it's exactly what maybe some people think they should have done. It's a team that actually beat the Clippers and beat the Grizzlies recently. But this is a pretty good performance by the Jazz. Well, first and fourth quarter, they were able to put the uh, – the Kings away. Uh, just a terrible second quarter, but uh, this is a, a ball game they should have won. They should have won in the fashion that they did win it. Uh, you see that throughout the course of the basketball game, Quinn Snyder really uh, pushing guys in and out um, and trying to give Dante as much time out there on the floor so he can get the job done. But for the most part, as we just saw, that it was Shelvin Mack who really um, had the best performance from that point guard position. And truly, the way it works right now is that the Jazz want the fourth seed. They have to get a combination of six wins and Clipper Jazz wins and Clipper losses. So you just have to go grab every single one of these that you can. Frankly, they got good news today because the final two games of the season will have no ramifications on the playoffs at Golden State and uh, home against the Spurs. And frankly, the Sunday game at San Antonio will have almost no ramifications. But since it's a national television game with all the things, I'm pretty sure we'll see all the Spurs uh, for that one. So these are games you have to get. It's a 30-point win against a young, inexperienced team. And, but I don't want to. I don't think you can underestimate just the importance of what this win means, uh, and it continues with kind of a year-long theme of how much the Jazz have excelled against inferior opponents. Their record against below 500 teams is just fabulous, and it's not sexy. It's not the win that makes you pound your chest, right? But they're. They get the fourth seed. It's going to be because they played every night, and there are so few teams that are able to accomplish that in the season. And, and they've beaten teams that they had to beat, just like you just mentioned. Those, those teams that are under 500, and if you, you continue to lose to those type of ball games, you wouldn't be in the position you're, you're in now. And the fact that the Jazz now won 21 ball games on the road, how much does that come into play? I mean that 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 a is winning the, road record. That's yeah, a great point. What's that? 21 and what? 18. And if I remember correctly, this will only be the fifth time in franchise history that that has ever happened. Yeah, 20, 21 and 17, as, as a matter of fact. But th- this is this is the deal here. I feel the Jazz win their home games. They're in a great, great. I mean, a tremendous position now to where they can um, get that fourth spot. They have, uh, with the Washington Wizards coming up, they have the uh, they have Portland. So you need two Clipper losses the rest of the way if you win your home game. Exactly, and that's the way I'm looking at it right now. Well, and then if you can steal one other, you really are in great shape. Boy, it'd be great to get home. Just, I hope everyone realizes, you know, we're in the midst of it, and we're 
like for a team that hasn't made the playoffs, to suddenly end up fourth in the West, or even to be in the conversation for fourth in the West, this is an incredibly successful, remarkable season by the Utah Jazz. And then you start to couple in the fact that the starting lineup has played 13 games together. Here was a night where you were without two starters. You were without your first, at this point of the season, your starting and your backup point guard. And you, Dante Exum, frankly, was thrown back in his point guard position where he had been taken away, so he couldn't have a lot of confidence. His second play of the game, he drives, gets caught in the air and throws away the ball. Quinn pulls him out. He never recovers from that moment, frankly. Uh, has a pretty bad game. And Shelvin Mack has a fabulous game. I mean, what a, what a great team effort for Shelvin Mack, who has played very little since the middle of January, to be the key to this game. Well, before I get to Shelvin Mack, you know, Dante was put right back in the basketball game. Usually players would go back in, and because uh, the coach pulled him out to get his point across and puts him back in the ball game, they get it, they go back in, they play better. That hasn't happened with Dante right now, and, and he's struggling. Uh, I think Quinn will continue to, to give him the kind of minutes that, that he needs for the rest of the season to try to get him ready for the playoffs. That's another player that the Jazz are going to need. Otherwise, they're going to be playing Neto uh, and, and maybe Shelvin Mack, and your fifth player, the fifth player that was picked in the draft there for the Utah Jazz, it might be getting some DMPs in the playoffs. But luckily enough, the Jazz has a veteran player in Shelvin Mack who understands the game and how to play and, and uh, has a great attitude and can come in and play like he played tonight. And his post-game interview was really interesting. He said this has been terribly frustrating, and he understood there are other circumstances. But uh, and I, you know, and interesting is I, I think everyone thought that Jazz were going to move him at the trade deadline yeah, as a little did. bit to give Shelvin a chance to play somewhere. And thank goodness we didn't, or we probably don't win tonight. You're absolutely right about that. And I'm one that thought, okay, if there was any trades or if there was anything going to happen here by the trade deadline, it was going to be Shelvin. I mean, they wasn't even playing him. And usually when something like that happens, that's the player that they're trying to shop around. Uh, but also, you know, Quinn's had a couple of long conversations with him. And I'm not sure what the conversations were all about. But evidently it was uh, had something to do with, with Shelvin just being patient. Uh, you know, hey, he's been patient with Neto there as well. And both of those guys have come off the bench and, and uh, taken advantage of some minutes out, out there on the floor. Another night where the Joe, uh, Joe Johnson, the power forward, was very strong. Uh, I believe the Jazz were plus 15 when he was in at the power forward. They ran away with the game in the second half when he didn't play quite as much. He only had to play 23 minutes. Uh, positives for everybody on the floor. Dante finished positive one. Uh, earlier he got a little extra at the end. Uh, everybody had a field goal except for Dante tonight as, uh, and great shooting. Rodney Hood went 5 of 5 from 3, 13 of 32 from 3, another 22 assists. They beat, a, they beat an inferior team handily, uh, jumped out, uh, massive lead by 20 at the end of 1. It got down to 4, and then they put the hammer down and, and ran it up to 30. It's, a, it's just a solid good win. It's a solid win, and, and the, the key here is they were, they were outscored. Uh, they were getting outplayed. They, they lost the momentum. And they were able to get it back. Now, this is the second game in three, the second of four, I think, where they, remember, they lost the momentum, was able to come back and, and regain and win going away. Well, nothing else went the Jazz way as of this moment other than the Warriors beat the Spurs, so that means that there's very little to play for there. Russell Westbrook had another remarkable game, uh, brought Oklahoma City back from the dead, and Memphis uh, won uh, tonight handily. But the Jazz... 
Magic number is six, and less. And the Clippers are up by six with a minute 23 left with the ball. So unless they pull another basketball Harry Carey, they will uh, win this one, and then the Jazz will have to take why, care of it. Why wouldn't I, a magic number be five? We're up two on the Clippers. So our magic because if number, we tie with the Clippers, we don't have the tiebreaker. Yeah, but we're, we're up two. And there's seven games left. So if we go five and two and they go seven and no, we don't get it. You thought I really missed that? Yeah, I did think you really missed that. How late because is it? Because the Jazz are up two. And if, if we go jazz, five and two and the Clippers go seven and zero, oh, well, then we tie. Going seven and oh, right, right, that's a magic number five. Yeah. Do you really think I was going to miss that? I really did, David. You bumped your head? Huh? You bumped your head? No. You, what's uh, what's uh, you tell me not to shake my head? Are we going, <laughs> are we going to see an end here? Don't be, don't shake your head. Don't be no, shaking no. your head, Ron Boone. All right, see you guys. That is Postcast. Hi, guys. This is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.